Welcome to Ragnar 365 Nuggets. Thank you for joining here today. Welcome to this new video about hottest news around Microsoft Teams shared channels. Maybe you're waiting for shared channels since many weeks or months, but today we would like to discuss with a leading expert here from Germany, Raphael Kölner, about the compliance impact for shared channels. Hey, welcome, Raphael. Great to have you here. Hello, Ragnar. Thank you for the invitation. And let's have fun a little bit about Microsoft Teams Connect. <laughs> Absolutely. Last week you were joining our Alex and Ragnar show, and now we're doing the same here in English and talk about the compliance impact because you are you're one of the leading experts. And now since a few weeks, you're also self-employed. You have a new, new company, which you're leading, Köln Service. So a lot Correct. of new announcement about your life. But you're still working fully around Microsoft 65 Cloud Suite and everything around compliance. And you already published a few blog posts around chart channels. But let's start a little bit about the main use cases for shared channels. Please share with us which top use cases do you see? Is it more recommended for internal collaboration or collaboration really with externals like partners, vendors, customers? What are your thoughts about the best use cases first? Thank you very much for the question. That is, that is one of the the main question, uh, how you configure shared channels or how you can figure Teams Connect, you can use it for different, yeah, for different use cases. And it's very interesting if we have a look, for example, the Microsoft Teams admin center, we can choose different configurations. So uh, let's, let's answer your question at first. What is the best use case at first for Teams Connect? Out of my view, with some months or years with testing Teams Connect, it's the, the internal uh, usage, for example, in different tenants in a uh, huge company with uh, daughter companies and sister companies and all of this. So you are in a big corporation, for example, uh, and you want to collaborate uh, with each other and you don't want to switch the tenants uh, from the one company to the second company, you can use shared channels in the, your corporation internally. For example, the Microsoft Corporation can use it internally. This is, for me, one of the first and main use cases you can use Microsoft Teams Connect. But it's not the use case everyone wants. <laughs> so <laughs> everyone wants and w or wish, and it was uh, one of the use uh, user voice uh, wishes or one of the big user voice wishes that shared channels is a yeah, communication and collaboration game changer for cross tenant collaboration. And I think this this is a big wish. You don't have to switch the tenant. You uh, don't need to type in your password one more time. You get notification out of the team from another tenant. And, and all of these functionality, we are a little bit confused or the user are confused in the usage today and wants to have a more or better usage of Teams and Teams Connect and collaboration. So that is a big wish. And the big wish and my first use case don't match really. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, it is. It is. And if you have a look at the compliance topics and the technical regulations and the technical uh, challenges and issues uh, with Teams Connect, my best use case is use it in a corporation to connect uh, user and connect employees and the corporation, different companies with each other. 
So that means a company internal thing. For example, my HR department is not inviting everybody into the HR teams groups, but they have a certain topic. They have a special channel for, let's say, new corporate benefits or new HR announcements. And they only share this special channel with the whole company, with the whole enterprise and not the whole HR team. For example, um, to share only with some HR people from the other companies, or if you have a marketing use case and uh, you have a centralized marketing team and only in the other companies or yeah, in the other companies or in other countries of the company, uh, you have different people and then you can connect and connect it in only one team. And maybe the other companies has also their own tenant. We have these challenges with single tenant and multi-tenant discussions today also. And right now you, you remember all of the discussions our MVP community and also with customers. So if you have a multi-tenant environment with different tenants in your corporation, it's one of the yeah, main use cases and solutions out of my view you can handle for example you can handle with compliance you can handle with the technical issues and technical challenges behind teams connect and it's better that the user get notification don't uh, switch the tenant and got all of the advantages uh, we want or we wish so okay so that's what i get so from the from the from the frictionless experience point of view it's wonderful yeah. so because all this tenant switching is painful especially on the mobile device so it's not easy so that's something what i get could you if we would if we would like to summarize it in one sentence the to use teams connect and share channels inside the company where we're not working with externals like customers and partners only internal do you have some concerns here from the compliance view or is it is there is it a no-brainer to implement it if if you use it as an in an internal or in my first use case it is for compliance yes you need uh, to check the compliance with your sister or mother company yet that's correct and you have to sign in a contract for example a contract in combination with data privacy and uh, proceeding personal data of the other employee in the company but in an in a corporation use case, often the companies between each other have the contract. So you don't need a, a new contract. You can use or you can proceed the personal data on the, uh, the contract you have uh, between the companies in combination with data privacy regulation and all the other things like governments, naming of Teams connect channels and teams and all of this. Often it, it's it's in the corporation. You have rules for that. You have rules for the governments. You have rules for guests. You have rules for everything. For example, think for v, VW, a big car builder company out of Germany with different car builder companies around the world. Maybe that that can be one of the the use cases of Teams Connect to connect mm -hmm. the employees in with a better experience between the tenants. For example. Okay, so for the, for, for the internal yes. collaboration with chat channels, I do I need now to modify my data protection by terms of use, my data protection impasse as impact assessments, or can I can I just if it's already <laughs> existing? Yeah, you you don't you can't leave it. You have to edit it. <laughs> so you have edit. to edit the the terms of use, the data privacy, the risk assessments, the transfer impact assessments. So yes. Teams Connect, and, and this is not new for Teams Connect, 
for every new feature Microsoft is implementing, you and you want to use it in a company, you have to edit your data privacy impact assessment, and you have to edit, for example, also the working council agreement. Maybe if it's not a part in general, you have to edit it to implement the new feature. And this is clearly the same for, for example, implementing Microsoft lists, what we have two years ago, or we have Teams Connect now, or we have Teams private channels. Teams Connect is a little bit different to lists or to, to private channels or to other features because you have a new identity system in the background. You have new challenges, new technical challenges of monitoring, for example, of handling the external user. So you don't have an external user in your tenant. The inviting tenant, you don't have a B2B user, you have a B2B direct user. So you are using the identity out of the, out of the external tenant. So yes, you have to do a little bit more. You have to, to check how you defined uh, technical organizational measures for it, and then you can handle it. The biggest challenge is when you leave these, for me, default use case for Teams Connect, when you say, or when you leave it and when you fulfill the wish of all users to work with really external people. So for example, your company, your corporation wants to work with my corporation and I'm an external, I'm not a part of your corporation. So you are different, you're completely external and then you work together. Then we, then you use my identity in your tenant. And then you have to check, for example, the technical measures in my tenant. You have to you, you have to configure or have to decide if you uh, trust my Intune configuration, for example, for devices, or if you trust my uh, 2FA or not. So you have more and more decisions and more and more you have to think about it when you work with external and you don't work in a corporation. And the second case and the more challenging case is the case I think the most of the people want. They want to invite consultants or like us or want to uh, exactly, yeah. in, invite that's a day-to-day. Um, -day. Day -day what, what, is, what is actually more, where do I need to, to put more focus from the compliance point of view? When I invite you or when I get the invitation uh, from you? Where do I spend more effort? When I when when you invite me, so when you invite an external, you you handle the external identity, or you can't handle the external identity. You have to trust the tenant configuration out of the external, and the the external guy like me brings the regulation, brings the settings, brings, for example, the MDM and MUM services with me into your tenant. So that's for me more challenging than you go outside. When when you when I invite you and you go into my tenant, so this is also a compliance a compliance regulation. So yes, you need it, but I think for the invitation it's more more difficult than for I'm leaving my tenant go go external. So if I go external, I need also a little bit of adoption program, or I need to to think need to know, for example, if you are working in my tenant in my team, when you copy data in it, for example, you leave your country. For example, my tenant is in USA, US in in Europe, and I invite you, but my channel is showing in your teams and is syncing with your OneDrive, it's very easy for the user. Okay, I drag and drop a file into this channel and into this channel and all of this. But when you drop it into my channel, you transfer data into the USA. 
which is a third, how, how do you call it, a third level country or something? But if, if you, you have these uh, four configuration options uh, in Microsoft Teams, I can show you if you want. Uh, I can yes, please. share yep. my screen uh, mm -hmm. that everyone knows. Um, Yeah, that will be interesting because from the configuration point of view, it's very similar. You need um, Azure AD P1 yep. plan. You, you need this uh, tenant federation done in, in Azure AD with the new cross-tenant settings. So the configuration is pretty similar. But we can also talk a little bit here about the, the toggles because there are different ways how you can in, enable things. And here I would like to talk with you about the risks between these different switches and toggles what we have exactly that's that's the point oh that was too oh that was too big <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 i don't move it I, I, I. Oh, by the way <laughs> okay. i've i've glasses since yeah. yesterday so i'm going to oh. wear glasses <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, nice, 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 very nice glasses. So Thank at you. first, and, and you summarized it a little bit before, you need to be in public preview. So you have to configure mm -hmm. in the Microsoft Teams Admin Center uh, in the update uh, policies, for example, a preview policy and put this policy to the people or connected it to the people. Or you said, okay, everyone in the tenant uh, have to be in the public preview. Then you can f configure the the Orgwide policy. That's also fine. But public preview, yes, these feature don't have an SLA today, so it's public preview. It's not GA. So for yes. for my advisory is to create a new update policy at first and edit the people they want to test. For example, working council, data privacy, the IT team, the adoption team, the champions team, for example. And then after bringing these people in the public preview, you have to explain that the team's client must be in public preview. Oh, where's my, okay, here is my mouse. So you have to go and this is loading my team's client in web, hopefully a little bit faster. You know mm -hmm. that here is a little P on my name, so I'm in private yes. preview with this account. You have to switch uh, and have to go to settings and activate the public preview for the client, for your desktop client, for your web client and all of this, so that you join also with your user the public preview. So you have to give as an admin the public preview rights to the user and the user need to activate the public preview to use the feature. And the, the third one is, and that's what, uh, what we see here is, you need to give the user the right, for example, to create here, to create shared channels and to invite external users and to join external shared channels. And that's uh, what I'm, what I were talking about before about use cases. With these options, you can activate or deactivate use cases. So your last question was, okay, when I'm joining external shared channels and we don't use it in our tent, is it possible? Yes. Uh, you have this configuration and you can join other shared channels, but you can't create or use shared channels in your company. So if you activate it, you can create and you can invite external guests. But for external users, you need to configure a little bit more as an administrator. Uh, you have to get go to the Azure Active Directory dashboard. Oh, and it don't switch to English, but okay, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, translate. Uh, you have to switch to the Active Directory and to the preview of external identities. That's a little bit 
better that it's also in English. And yeah, in, in Germany, Mandantenübergreifend. No, uh, we switch here <laughs> to, to the preview portal. Yeah, to the preview portal of cross-tenant identity. Uh, and here you see different different tenants, and you need to add the mm -hmm. tenant you want to collaborate with. So, for out of my perspective, it was easier to to add all of the tenants into the corporation. So everyone knows it and we, we can talk with the administrator of the other side. And on this side, it's a little bit better for the compliance and for the regulations and you have the contracts and all of this. So, and if you want to add an external, you have to do the same. You have to add the organization. For adding the organization, you only need a domain. You don't need the Microsoft.com uh, domain. So the default domain of a tenant, okay. no, you can add an, a custom domain. Yeah. And then you add the tenant, your configuration, and then you have a default configuration and the default configuration. Uh, maybe I try to English, but we can translate. You, you switch to the default configuration said, okay, the first time it is all deactivated. So B2B is deactivated. You can edit and that's the typical B2B configuration, but we need the B2B direct configuration for external users and groups and for applications. And you have it for data transfer into your company and outside or into your tenant and outside of your tenant you have these basic settings settings but yeah. for a could you please bit make your better, browser a little, yeah. a little bit larger just yeah. in yeah i can put a, it a bit more like this and then it's in english then, but then we, we, can we see need the... these, these ones here mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. we need this one the b2b okay. direct for internal for again in english for internal and for data data transfer outside of the tenant and we have a look to these two options in default that's all fine you can use it but for governments and uh, for a little bit deeper configuration uh, you need an azure adp1 plan into your company and if you want it into the external company into these tenants they need also azure dp1 uh, mm -hmm. licensing and then you can configure it a little bit deeper i'm using here for example microsoft so microsoft tenant you can add it you can add every tenant and the tenant owner don't get an email about it so okay theoretically, that's <laughs> theoretically so so it's not like a handshake that everybody no, no. that both parties should no. accept okay no. mm -hmm. it's it's not like a handshake it's a little bit more you can add it and you can configure it but for inviting external identities the external tenant needs to configure too so it's a little bit like mm -hmm. a handshake but no one knows the handshake <laughs> so you need to configure it on both sides so that you can collaborate for example when you said okay i only want that my users are using or i can invite into external chat channels then you have to configure on the other side you have to configure the data traffic outside And you have to configure for the identities. For example, you act these access and it's better to do it not for everyone. So for only for, yeah. for different teams or groups, that's the government's point and also data privacy and IT security point. And then the other side, you have to configure the external application and the external application is you need to, you need access and you can choose also the external application like Microsoft Teams in this area. So you have. Okay. A lot of configurations before. And that sounds have pretty, pretty simple. Can we do something wrong here? Or can we just yes. use the default things like, okay, just just use it, click, click here. What are the things which can yeah. go wrong in this easy configuration steps? Of the compliance view, you can use and open everything. 
So <laughs> when you open everything, everyone can invite and invites you and everyone out of the other tenant can invite you too, because there's no handshake. You need only a, yep. a configuration on both sides and then it's possible. So yep. it's better um, for, for testing. It's okay. No? For testing, it's okay. Like configuration like this, everything's open and let's test for a productive. Yeah. You need a checklist and you only give the users they want to use or they want to connect in a B2B direct connection uh, to an external tenant for these external tenant. And then you need an Azure DP one. Let me understand it better. Yeah. For example, I'm a global admin in my Contoso tenant. Full yeah. rights, I can do everything what I want. If I would add my employer tenant, quest.com, to it, but on yeah. quest.com, I'm not a global admin, I'm just a normal user, but, but I'm owning teams there and I would be able to create a shared channel there. Would I be able to, to communicate with my Contoso uh, tenant or is this not possible? You can, you can there connect is only... to your Contoso tenant if you have to configure it on both sides. So you don't have an handshake like an approval workflow like this. But in as administrator, you have to configure it in both sides. And this is the, yeah, the IT security border or the compliance border. Yeah. So then in my mindset, in my world, yeah. it would be yeah. a handshake, but not really communicated by no. email. But yeah. it would be technically a handshake, but just missing communication. Yeah, correct. So that's why my default use case is an usage in a corporation because in a corporation mm -hmm. hopefully the attendant administrator knows each other and can make a phone call yep. and said okay let's configure it let's talk about it then it's okay on the other side we have the the contract view on it and you have also the working council view on it and you can handle it a little bit better because often in a, in a corporation every company have the same regulation have the same nearly the same configuration and then it's all fine if you configure it with a really external one yeah you need this virtual handshake you need this virtual contract clothing or not virtual you need a contract clothing and you need um, an agreement about how you proceed with personal data of the external tenant or of the external identity so when we have a look for example here um and we have to yeah we have to think about it how we trust the external tenant and i switch it to english <laughs> now it works uh, we have these <laughs> trust settings here this is what i mean is you can customize and say okay i trust the 2fa I trust the compliant devices with, with Intune, no? with Intune uh, managed devices are compliant yep. or trust hybrid AD joint devices compliant or not, but you have to trust the external tenant configuration. And this is often, I said, okay, I can trust only when I review it. <laughs> so normally you have to go to the external one and have to review the tenant settings of the external one. So. I created uh, for my customer and also for a white paper, I created a short checklist. You have to uh, communicate with the external one. Okay, so, so that's yeah. good to know. So from the list of call to actions, it's so important yeah. here to give, first of all, trainings to the end user that they really understand what is shared channels, because otherwise you don't need to, or you shouldn't en enable anything first train everybody around the channels and, and only the users who, who understand the value and understand the impact should share because if you share the wrong things, you would run into a GDPR issue because technically it's easy, but you can also share the wrong content to the right channel and then it's an issue. You also recommend in your blog post to work with information protection labels for the channels. Yeah. I haven't tested it, how it's yeah, working, I tested so it. maybe, yeah, yeah. okay, so yeah, that works. These are the 
Yeah, these are the typical. Okay, this is the 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 black one is an uh, external user, and you see here for the tenant the external sharing Teams Connect icon mm -hmm. is showing, and yes, you can add uh, a label on it, a container label on on the channel, for example, and on the SharePoint side in the background, it's an additional SharePoint site is not the SharePoint site of the team. It's like a private channel. It's an extra SharePoint site. So you create <laughs> a new SharePoint site. And yes, the label is working. The container label is working. And the container label is also shown. And that's what I want to show on the other side. The container label is also working in the other tenants. So the external see your container label too. And the Container label and also the label on the file. You have a label on an email, you put it into the tenant, uh, into the channel, mm -hmm. or you have a file, Word file, you put it into, and you need to know the container label, the label on the files, communication compliance, uh, information barriers, and all of this is sh is usage out of the hosting tenant. So this is a user. Okay, so that's interesting. This so is that, a hosting that tenant, and this is very works. important. Yeah, it works. So great news for pure view. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and great news. Yeah, great news for Purview, but we have a challenge because Let me know. the the direct user is only a direct user, not a B two B one. And can uh -huh. you add a direct user to a template lab Purview label in the other tenant? No, I haven't seen it. No, <laughs> no I haven't seen it. It's not ah, working. the story would be so, would be too nice. Yeah. It could be too nice. Uh, hopefully, it will work when it will be GA. But this is one of the challenges that, yes, you mm -hmm. can connect and you can work. But when you label, the external has no chance. <laughs> uh, if it is a label with encryption and you have the border, then it's not working. Uh, if it's not encrypted, then, yeah, it's only a label on it, only a stamp on the file. Then you can work. You have no regulation of access. But with a, yeah, with a label, you need to... B2B or into user into an email connected security group. <laughs> but a B2B connect user can't be a user into an email connected security group. So next challenge. It's working out of the tenant, uh, the hosted tenant, all of the compliance features, but you can't add every direct user, B2B direct user into the tenant system or into the compliance and labeling system. So. You have advantages and disadvantages at the same time. Okay, let's switch gears and move from the complexity yep. to the last final recommendations what we can give to, to our audience here. So let's summarize the things what we always recommend. So I, I started here with training for the end users that so they understand yep. what your channels is to minimize data leakage. We talked just about the information protection labels and then also to change the data protection documents to be compliant with the regulations. Correct. Which which documents need to be edited here? Could you please summarize yeah. which needs to be reviewed? You need to review the data transfer impact assessments, the GDPR articles 35 and 36, the data impact assessment, not data tra mm -hmm. transfer and impact. So it's two different ones. You need to edit the terms of use, the data privacy, the data article 13 terms, article, yeah, yeah correct mm -hmm. and yeah you 
you need to edit a contract to the external company when you handle the external identity in your tenant. So that is a huge discussion around some legal guys like me mm -hmm. uh, and some other ones. Do you need it or not? The most of the legal said, yes, you need a contract to handle the external identity because you are handling external personal data and you, an external personal data and the identity. It's not a full handling, but you edit in your tenant, you edit and you can handle it in your Microsoft Teams. We will see what happens in the future. I'm waiting for the first judgment or for the first comment of a, of a, regal, that's of a going to be regulated very interesting, department. Yeah. What I see as a very big challenge, and that's a very interesting point, is that that it's only recommended to, to use the, ex the external Teams connect with externals if the other tenant is GDPR compliant. So maybe we are we are back in the days where we need a GDPR proof, like a yep. certification. My tenant yep. is GDPR compliant. That's something what we didn't actually have, because then if you have it like a really simple certificate, then we can say, okay, now I trust you. And I click on this simple checkbox. I trust you because otherwise we would just click on this, on this box, but we did not check the other tenant around GDPR compliance. Yeah, so maybe a, we see yeah. a new future about a GDPR compliance checks. And it's a big business maybe. for you, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, also business for me, but, but, but maybe, because I don't know if every company and every uh, global admin uh, wants a checkbox or a controlling assessment from an external guy or an external company. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's totally right. That's a decision what, what everybody needs to do. Yeah. Raphael can be found at www.raköllner.de or just Google or him. Complianceinsider.de. Or Complianceinsider. <laughs> so just yeah. search his name and you will find him. Yeah. And he's and he's very happy to uh, to help you in your compliance Correct. audits and questions and consulting around Microsoft 65. So not only about Teams, he's very experienced around everything around the um, Microsoft 65 suite. And thanks so much for being here, Raphael. Very appreciate it have this conversation a lot of new things are going to happen let's see how th how the product is going to evolve until it's going to be general available but for now it's a very exciting new product which is going to change the way how we are going to collaborate internally and with externals and a lot of questions and question marks for compliance thank you very much for the invitation thanks for being here